As business owners, we all take pride in how hard we work and how much we work, but this approach leaves most entrepreneurs stressed out, exhausted, and feeling like they didn't actually get anything accomplished. The answer is an administrative assistant, but before you roll your eyes and say, I can't afford that, this episode is all about how you can afford a virtual administrative assistant and why you can't afford to not get one. So Jeremy, we're going to talk about how uh, a virtual administrative assistant can help you with instant productivity. But before we get into how we can fix our problem, I want to just kind of frame the problem. I was talking to some executives, well, some business owner entrepreneurs, and uh, we were getting kind of deep or whatever, really going there. And one of them was almost in tears with their lack of ability to focus on any tasks that move the business forward because oh. they're so busy doing stupid ta- you know things way below their pay grade. I mean, you can probably identify with that. Have you had that feeling before? Oh yeah. And I mean, there's a whole there's an example of um like booking your own flights. So booking your own flights seems like with today's technology to be a really minor inconvenience. And it's something that I do because I have never taken the time to train anybody to do things the way that I like. But the cost is really big because those little things add up to a pretty substantial part of your work week. And there's, especially with like uh, programmers and like the, the, the thinking kind of positions, you do need to have, you need to have a, uh, a mechanism inside of your company that allows you to be able to focus, which so might be the topic for another show. But well, but but this is really important because if if any executives really look at their work week and then identify like what did I really do this week, I think a lot of people find that they spent a lot of time on administrative tasks. You know, I can think of one is uh, a lot of business owners are trying to get their processes and procedures in order. And so they're spending time organizing information. That's a huge administrative task that people spend a great deal of time on is organizing information. Man. And my brain is not is not put together that way. That would suck. Like putting together information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, so there's actually some data on this. A study by the Kinsey Institute found that knowledge workers still spend about 20% of their time searching for and gathering information. Mm. And data professionals are losing uh, 50% of their week by just searching for governing, preparing data, plus 20% duplicating work. Yeah. I don't doubt that for a minute. <laughs> I when yeah. I read that cuz I was preparing for the show I was like, well, it totally resonates like it sounds true. Um, but it's depressing and you know, it's worth fixing, right? Like if you could not do any of those tasks that are below your pay grade and you could just front load training someone else how to do them, then you could spend all your time as an executive on strategy and moving your business forward, which is really the best use of your time. Well, I think there's another way of doing it too, and it's maybe the one that I prefer. Um, I I have it so that if there's a KPI that the department that's responsible for it and somebody in particular in that department 
uh, goes in and fills that information into our system so that when we go into our meetings, we have a list of everything that was done. So it's not that I've assigned the tasks of gathering KPI data to one person. It's actually in doing their own work at the department level, it automatically fills in the information that I use for, in my case, the level 10 meetings. So I don't do any, I don't think I spend any time looking for information, but I think along the same lines here is like uh, doing those like one-off analytics, like trying to figure something out because there was a problem and you, you, you delve down deep into it, trying to find out what the, what the root cause was, like without any structure, uh. you just do a big, data dump or something you try to run a pivot table and tell yourself that's probably oh, it, it's not a real methodical way of getting to what you're actually looking for i think it's like and, and that's pedantic. a good point because like there are reports that us as executives need to see every week you know you need to see the cash flow and the PL and PL of different departments so if you just have somebody running that for you on a regular cadence then you save so much time because even running those reports, at, at least in our system, it takes a few minutes to get the response back. Those are minutes that you're not focused. You're like looking at your email, oh, the report yeah. finishes, and that is wasted executive time. And your time, if you look at how much you make a year and then you divide it up by you know your work hours that year, I mean, each minute is worth is, it, it has a monetary value. And if you're just unfocused, looking at email, waiting for the report to finish. Setting up your travel. You're you're wasting the time that you could be doing something else. The other thing that I think when people think about time management that they don't consider is that you actually do need rest time. You need time to recuperate your energy. And so when people are obsessed with their business, they're just like, I need to work a bazillion more hours. And yeah, there and was some data on how many hours. And people almost and me i mean i was i'm guilty of this that we almost pride ourselves on how many hours we put into a work week um but the fact of the matter is that if you're working over 40 hours a week over 50 hours a week. over 50 hours a week and you're not exhausted then you're not working effectively well any hour over 50 hours a week the productivity of that hour goes way down so yeah. people will say i don't need an assistant because this is where we're going with this that a way to be more productive is to delegate these logistical administrative tasks so you can focus on the real stuff. But, you know, people who are bootstrapping their business or whatever, they're trying to save a few bucks here and there. And so they're like, no, I'll just work 90 hours a week. I yeah. don't need an administrative assistant. And I got this. And, 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 and obviously this is somewhat self-serving because we have, you know, uh, remote professionals or virtual assistants and that's that's the service that we sell. But nowadays it's just the way you're going to do things someday. There, your competitors are already using virtual assistants probably and I don't care what industry you're in, it is a real thing now. Ever since COVID, everybody knows that people can work remotely and labor is less expensive in a lot of other countries. The quality of the people is as good um, and their attitude sometimes uh, about work is even better. So it's going to happen. And what happens is you have a smaller rise in your expenses. So when you hire an American, if you're looking at the camera, or you have this revenue stream that goes like this, you know, your revenue is going up, you've got cost and you're hiring let's say someone in town 
your riser gets almost to about your revenue. So you always feel like you're not quite ever making any money every time you hire somebody. But when you have the remote professional world or virtual assistants, the riser is much smaller, a third to a half. So you can get ahead faster. You can get ahead way faster. You can put that revenue either back into your into the system, but it also makes it so you can pull money out of your system sooner so that you can feed yourself and your family. I mean, I, I remember. Oh, those are. Really yeah, those. Yeah, those are. You, you can do it, but you do. You, it's, it's this tight. is a thing. It's tough. This is self-serving. I get it. But I'm not I'm not telling anybody anything they better not already know. It's happening. So as an executive, look at what you're spending your time on. If things are below your pay grade, seriously consider getting somebody else to handle those administrative tasks for you. And also look at how you want your life to look like now. I think entrepreneurs are really future focused and they're like, I'm just gonna work my 90 hours and then someday later I'll be happy and I'll have my yacht. And But really, you're not gonna be able to be as productive if you don't manage your time, if you don't build in time for rest, time for family, time for other things. So I have an example about how my um, administrative assistant helped me this last week in a way that really saved me a ton of time. So our family, you know, we have teenage girls and we wanna make sure that they're thinking outside of their own themselves and their friends and their world. So we wanted to do something in the community as a family. So we worked with the Refugee Empowerment Center and got a house or an apartment filled with furniture. We moved furniture in, got all the toiletries, the food, the things that a person would need to move to the United States. And we took our weekend to get this all organized. Now, of course, there's a lot of work on the front end. There's calling the Refugee Empowerment Center, there's dropping off the key, there's knowing when the furniture place is open so that we can get the furniture that they have allocated for this family. There are like so many logistics. And then at the end, hey, we're finished with the house, but hey, these problems happened, and then I need to give the key back to them, you know, all those logistics. All those logistics probably took a few hours in reality with the talking and how are you and what's the family like. So my administrative assistant probably saved me three hours in logistics, and we still got to spend our seven hours on Saturday moving the family in. And so I still got to do the thing I wanted to do as a family without ruining my work week, getting the logistics that had to be done ahead of time, um, you know, without that taking up work time, valuable work time. So even a one-off event like that, if you can have somebody else take that off your shoulders, it can really transform your week. And with um, your average executive taking two days a week or you know two days a week on these administrative tasks, think of what you could do in those two days. And including like productivity, of course, but also going and doing things that you'd rather do, like golf or go flying, yeah. or, you know, I mean, fly fishing, something that you uh, much prefer to do, like to make your life a little bit well, better. That f fills your bucket so that when you come back to work, you're energized, you're ready energized. to go. And I think we do need to think about um, kind of evenly, evenly balancing recovery versus work. Because if you don't recover effectively, you can't work effectively. I'm reading a book about uh, some lady who does aid work in like Darfur in the early 2000s. 
And this is the perfect example of needing that rest and adding that into your schedule. Um, they have to have rest and relaxation or people, the aid workers, end up flipping out. And she had examples like uh, one lady hadn't had her rest and relaxation time because the situation was so dire down there. And she got mad that people weren't moving for a truck. So she just ran over all of the aid stuff that they had just given them because she was just had no fuse. Huh. And, you know, she had nothing left to give. And so you really do need to make sure that you're focusing on the right things, that you have time to rest and relax, and that you can focus on what your business needs strategically to move the ball forward. And having an administrative professional really can be the key to getting all of that done so you don't get burned out. So there's, here's something that I would imagine could become, but could be a little bit controversial. Um, there is a fact of the matter that a lot of times the reason people are working longer hours is to not have to go home. <laughs> like their home is not the safe, comfortable place that they like or enjoy being. So, so are you? Is this? A, are you telling me something? Uh, right this, now? Is, this, this is. This is no. This. Home? I'm not saying it directly <laughs> to your face. This is. I'm insinuating. I'm in. I'm letting you infer. No, um, I've I've actually always been pretty lucky. Um, I've never not gone home because our house, that's kind of one of the goals of our house is to like always be a good, comfortable place to be. Um, but I think that there's probably enough listeners that would hear this and be like, yeah, but then I'd have to go home and it's not a very comfortable place. But All that's right. a different question. It's a different question, but it also... It doesn't mean that you couldn't do something with that time because every minute that you stay away from the house because it's not a nice place to be is also a moment, a minute that you're not spending trying to make that most important place in your life, in your world, better. Oh. You know, you, I mean, you could hire a virtual ass uh, an assistant to help out, to help make sure that you can go home and then, you know, work on your own shit with the, somebody like with, you know, marriage counselor or whatever, because if your home isn't a safe place or a comfortable place for you to be, then you're artificially, you're pretending that you're working 90 hours when in fact, you're probably working an equivalent of about 50, 55 hours, and then you're just escaping. Mm. And so, so I think the point here is that this administrative assistant isn't just about getting your you know, administrative tasks done, but it's also about shaping the lifestyle that you want and enabling an executive to really make sure that they're prioritizing not just their work, but their personal life effectively. I wanna talk about some of the ways that an administrative ass assistant could take things off your plate. So creating those reports, we talked about that before, a lot of them take some time to run. So if those are in your inbox already, so you can use them, if the data is in whatever software you use to make decisions ahead of time, that's gonna save you a lot of time. Uh, so this is pulling the KPIs too, right? Hmm. Uh, filling out forms. So as a working mom, there are so many damn forms. Oh, I can't yeah. even tell you. I spend literally, if I, if I did this myself, my administrative assistant spends so much time on forms, camp forms, sports forms, school forms, um, lifeguard training forms, forms to go to the birthday party, forms. So I guess I should say I'm signing those, right? Because they're all like waivers, but 
um, <laughs> forms for the doctor before you go to the doctor's appointment. There's so many freaking forms. And to get those off your plate, I mean, that's going to be amazing. And then think about your sports calendars. If you have kids in sports and you have multiple children in sports, if all of that is on your calendar already, complete game changer. Uh, following up on tasks people commit to you. That's a big one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, organizing procedures in a folder so that they're easy to find. A lot of people, not Jeremy, spend time organizing information. You said that's not on your... Yeah, I, yeah. The, some, some of these things, like I do think um, auditing an, an org chart, I'm more of a... I, I try to make it so that as part of the onboarding and offboarding procedures, it's automatically done so that we don't have like some random. But those change over time. Like somebody, you could onboard them and then they're in the same technical position, but the actual meat and potatoes of what they do could change. So there is a useful auditing over time. Do you agree? Mm-mm. I mean, I, I do think auditing is important, of course, but I think uh, this, I, those sorts of things I would incorporate into the onboarding, offboarding, which is part of the, even when you move from an, one position to another, you have to offboard from one position and move to another and onboard on another position. So it should, that's the sort of thing that should, but that remote or that virtual person, that your assistant could also help make sure that those, those um, uh, pieces are ticked and tied together to be able to have a more automated system. Mm-hmm. Okay, getting things ready for trade shows. And social media. Oh, oh trade God, shows, the, yeah, no, yeah. The trade shows, you guys. Trade shows. So many freaking details. So we have uh, automated tasks for each trade show so they, they can tick off if they got things done or not. But I mean, if you're going to like, let's just say, four trade shows a year and you're spending a lot of money for that booth and i was at a trade show not that long ago and the people next to me their booth didn't arrive on time it was an i felt so bad for them they wasted all that money on that trade show i don't think they got any business from it it was such a cluster and so um having those things those details taken care of for you huge time and social media that's a big one getting monthly newsletter ready if you have one of those i mean yeah those are it's a lot of work hr tasks from uploading hours dealing with vacation i mean if you work with Aniquim, we make that really easy. But if you have U.S. staff or whatever, sometimes that whole thing can be a lot of work. The benefits, um, tax preparation, getting the information ready for taxes. What other things can you think of that an administrative assistant? Travel in and of itself. That's a big one. I think you're traveling a lot lately. so it's Yeah, traveling's on my mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that's the one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So for more information on how to make an executive assistant work best for you, click the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Bootstrappers. That's a wrap.